What's going on, everybody? Thanks for checking out this episode of The Show, The Podcast. Be sure to leave a five-star review, and I'll shout you out in the next episode. Do you want even more content? Go ahead and follow me on Twitter at KDJTV611, or follow me on Twitch, subscribe to me on YouTube. The handles are the same. It's KDJTV. But without further ado, I know why you guys are here. Let's go play some ball. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, the podcast. I'm your host, as you know. Uh, I'm here today and uh, welcoming you all back to talk about some interesting shiznit that's happened. Uh, we're going to just start right out because there's there's some stuff to talk about. We're going to just first of all say the podcast is now available on Amazon Music. You're probably listening right now on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, as that is the only place I've publicized. However, if Amazon Music, for some reason, is more of your speed for your other music and podcast listening needs, you can now find us on Amazon Music. So, important note number one. Important note number two. Um, Moving forward, I will be attempting to stream at least one weekend morning per week. That's either Saturday or Sunday morning every week. I've had a blast with 9 a.m. Eastern Time streams on the weekends. They've actually been some of my best streams, I think, as far as just my engagement, um, banging chats. I've had the most viewers I've had in single sessions on weekend mornings. So I'm going to try to be doing those 9 a.m. Eastern, either Saturday or Sunday mornings, as always. Because I don't always have a firm stream schedule, you can go to Twitter, KDJTV611. I will always, always, always post about when I'm streaming. Whether it's the night before, whether it's a couple hours earlier in the day. If you want to put on tweet notifications for me, I don't think anyone's ever done that for me before. But if you'd like to, by all means, go ahead. You'll see um, when I post about streams. You'll also see the other bullshit I tweet about, which you probably don't care about. However, it'll be useful if you want to pop in a stream. Um... But we're not spending a lot of time on that stuff. The nuts and bolts today. The sixth inning program is out. We're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to make some player of the month predictions. Because that probably is dropping next week. Unless they shadow drop it late this week, which I just don't see them doing. But I've been wrong before. And there's a new event starting today, Tuesday. Um, So we're just going to walk through the requirements for that event real quick. But let's just start with the sixth inning program. So I'm going to open the program up. This has been a very uh, heavily criticized program. Though what in this community is not heavily criticized. So with the sixth inning program, I'm just going to point out a couple cool things along the XP path before we really, really dive into it. Uh, Your sixth inning mini-bosses, we'll call them. Signature series, Joaquin Soria. He's a 92 overall. Nothing to write home about. Uh, Milestone Dexter Fowler, which is a very interesting card. Very high contact versus left, very good speed. Useless otherwise, he's a 91. And then Prime Gio Gonzalez, who's a 92 overall. Four pitches, throws a sinker. 95 break, 90 velo, which is surprising. He kind of sucks, though. Then you get back out to the program path. You have your sixth inning classics pack. 93 finest Lorenzo Kane. Um, He's awful. He's got 125 contact left, and that's it. 
95 fielding, I guess, if you care. He's terrible, 93 overall. Uh, this card is actually potentially someone who might be useful if you pitch with him correctly. It is 2019 postseason relief pitcher Patrick Corbin. He's a 92 overall. He pitched three scoreless innings and recorded the win in Game 7 of the World Series, which, of course, the Nationals won. So he's a long reliever. He's got 47 stamina for a reliever. That's good. And he's a lefty. That's good. Slider, two-seam, four-seam, curveball. On the surface, not a great pitch mix. However, he throws so effing slow, and he's got a ton of break. 99 break, 92 control, 115 pitching clutch. I mean, he might be a guy you consider using. You're not going to put him into the you know late innings of a clutch situation, but if you're down by a few runs early and you want to get your starting pitcher out of there and just try to claw your way back, I think Patrick Corbin's good to use. Uh, finally, 92 finest starting pitcher Aaron Nola throws a sinker, 96 break, 111 clutch. You know, he's not a guy you're going to see or use. Then we get to the stuff that everyone's pissed about, the sixth inning bosses. We have, they're all 99s, of course, at this point in the season. We have Milestone 30-30 club Matt Kemp. He was actually just one home run shy of being in the 40-40 club that year, so this card is, you know, it's juiced up. 109 contact right, 119 contact left, 102 power right, 125 power left. This guy's a demon, a goon, a monster against left-handed pitching. And his swing is always nice. A very, very nice 69 on the vision, which of course you can parallel up, but vision doesn't matter. 87 discipline, 116 clutch, 86 fielding, which means he'll get to diamond at superfractor. Technically, he'll get to diamond at parallel four. Um, 82 arm, which is good, not great. 75 accuracy, fine. 76 reaction is not incredible, but again, with superfractor, he'll get over 80. 87 speed, 92 steel, 87 aggressiveness. Solid all-around center fielder who I'll probably be playing in left because I love Mookie Betts in center. Love Mookie Betts in center. As things stand right now, Matt Kemp is probably going to replace Mike Trout in left field in my lineup. However, there are other options here. MVP. George Brett from the 1980 season. You know if you listen to this podcast forever, if you've listened to this podcast since the dawn of its of its birth, George Brett, we fucking love in this game. We do. We love him. I'm a Yankees fan. I'm supposed to hate George Brett. George Brett is a goat in this game. 125 contact right, 108 contact left. 108 contact left is going to play up with a really sweet swing. 97 power right, 83 power left. So that's what hurts. The 97 power right is fine. His swing more than makes up for it. It's not like he swings a noodle. Hits a lot of hard, low fly balls. So high line drives, kind of like an in-between. And it will obviously get over 100 with Superfractor. But 83 power left is is bad. That's not, that's, you know, over that quote-unquote 80 threshold, but it's, it's not beautiful. 121 vision for people who care. 125 clutch, we love that. That's good. Because people think that doesn't matter, but for somehow in the fucking stupid game algorithm, it does. 84 fielding, that stinks. Because when you superfractor him, he'll get to 89, and he's still not a diamond. And in reality, George Brett should probably have diamond defense. 80 arm and 82 accuracy, 76 reaction, all fine for third base. All fine. Very nice 69 speed, 
he'll actually be a little speedy boy at 74 when you super rector. So, George Brett's a fun card. I'm a little disappointed in the power, but it's fine. And now this is the last one here. This is the one that's got everyone talking. Signature Series Pedro Martinez. We've all been waiting for the 99 Pedro. Anxiously waiting. The second they announced that he would be in the game, I think everyone was excited. They gave him a Signature Series, which means they can handpick the three best seasons of his career, put them together, and make a card. That's what they've done. You look at this card. Four seam, circle, slider, sinker, curveball. Would have loved if they got rid of the slider and gave him a cutter. They didn't. 98 velo on the fastball is very good. He's got a great differential here. So 98 on the four seam, 94 on the sinker, 88 on the slider, 78 on the changeup, 73 on the curveball. Everything is four to five miles an hour slower than the next pitch, or faster than the next pitch, depending which way you look at it. That's excellent. 115 stamina, fantastic. We're going to skip a key category here and come back to it. 115 Ks per nine, great. 105 clutch, fantastic. 93 control, 92 velo, 99 break. 67 fielding if you care about pitcher fielding. The thing we skipped is hits per nine. He's got 102 hits per nine. Now listen. I haven't used Pedro. He'll probably be fine. But if you are going to handpick the three best seasons of Pedro Martinez's career, and tell me his hits per nine is 102, I'd think you made a mistake. If you're going to give us a 99, Pedro, which we all knew was coming, why did we have to settle on signature series? Why didn't we do a milestone card? Why didn't we do another fucking type of card that would give him an MV, a Cy Young card? Like, we could have done an award, a milestone... Either of those would have theoretically yielded better results across the board because it would have honed in on the best season or best statistical season in one category that he had. Pedro Martinez is one of the best right-handed pitchers of all time. one of the best pitchers in general of all time. 102 hits per nine on Legend is not going to be good enough. On Hall of Fame, it's probably not even going to be good enough. The difference between a 102 hits per nine... And 125 hits per nine means the PCI is going to be much bigger than it should be. PCI size on Hall of Fame legend means a fuck ton. It really does. That's why people are using high contact guys like Cedric Mullins, Nick Castellanos, Roberto Clemente. Their high PCIs, their high contact rates make it much easier, obviously, to hit the ball. Factored into the contact equation is hits per nine. 125 hits per nine, the max it can be, means your PCI is automatically going to be smaller, even if your contact is great. But now, with a 102 hits per nine, which, don't get me wrong, is good, but it's by no means elite, your, your PCI is bigger, and it makes it easier to hit. Now, he has insane movement. He has crazy pitch differentials, uh, speed-wise. He has ungodly control. It's going to be hard to hit Pedro. However, it should be even harder. In my opinion. They released cards from the Player of the Month programs, or Tops Now. Cal Quantrill, that was just in Friday's Tops Now program, has better hits per nine. Walker Bueller, who's from the Player of the Month program, one of the first cards you can get in whichever month that was, has much better hits per nine. 
Every pitcher is different. Every pitcher has different strengths. However, Pedro Martinez, as I've said, is one of the best right-handed pitchers of all time. I think they dropped the ball here. I really do. Of course, it'll get up to 107 when you superfractor him. I understand that. A base 102 is not high enough to start. That, that's upsetting to me. That, that makes this card significantly less attractive than it should have been. Um, other things to note along this XP path. We have an All-Star Game pack a home run derby pack, and a live series 90-plus pack at the end of the, at the program. So that'll be fun. Uh, hopefully get something good. I've yet to pull anything good out of any of those packs. <laughs> I pulled Pete Alonzo the night the home run derby packs dropped, and since then it's been all common rounds. Or what is it called? Base rounds. Uh, actually, on the day that the program dropped, they also dropped the best, <laughs> the best card of Friday's content drop had nothing to do with the sixth inning program. Um... It was a new headliner, 98 Signature Series Andrew Miller. Stud left-handed reliever, primary slider with a four-seam sinker and a changeup, 99 break, 99 velo, so good fucking luck. 86 control, a little rough, but when you parallel him up, it'll, it'll get more palatable. Keys here, 120 hits per nine. It's going to be very hard to square him up, and it'll be perfect, 125 at Superfractor. He starts with 125k per nine. He has 125 clutch. 26 stamina is even pretty good. You can get him for an inning or two. You don't have to just, you know, three batters and he's out of there. It's a great card. It's an expensive card. I had to pay 100,000 stubs for it. I had to do some finagling with my collections. I I ended up actually selling live series, uh, not sorry, uh, signature series Mike Piazza just as basically a trade, a one-for-one. I keep the same amount of signature series cards in my collection, but I have Andrew Miller, who right now is useful to me. Piazza was not, because I used Schwarber. And then Salvi on the bench. So, at that moment, he just wasn't <clears throat> useful for me. So, headliner pack 33, Andrew Miller. If you've got the stubs, or you got the pack luck, get him. He's, he's a must-have in every bullpen. Because now, we actually have some lefty options. You know, you've got 97 Chapman. You've got 98 Miller. 93 Zach Britton, if you completed the daily moments from June. We have 97 Josh Hader is not my personal favorite, but he's usable. 95 Jake McGee, same thing. 95 Gregory Soto, very good, but fucking no control. So I got rid of him, because I can't trust him. I, hell, I've even seen people run out with 93 Dan Plesak, and you wouldn't think so, but he's got sneaky zip. So, like, we've got some lefty options. You can still see 91 Milestone John Franco, too. You know, more lefties are coming. That Patrick Corbin that I mentioned earlier is, is going to be another option. Uh, but Andrew Miller's a guy you need. Andrew Miller's a guy you need if you like options. If you feel as if the lefties you have right now you're only using because you have to, you don't have to anymore. Get this Andrew Miller if you have the means to do so. Everyone should have the means to do so at this point because if you flip on the companion app, you'll have plenty of stubs all the time. I've been flipping like a lunatic. It's been great. Also investing like a lunatic, which is probably not as good because I don't think I make smart investments. But I'm going to try. I'm learning. Um, So the sixth inning program, guys, is kind of... I don't like calling things wins wins or losses. Um, everybody has different opinions of all these cards. We, we've said it many times over many episodes. There's something in this game for everybody. Just because they drop a card and it's not your favorite doesn't mean it's not someone else's favorite. Someone could look at that Pedro and think it's the best pitcher they've ever released. Personally, I would disagree. However, that person might think otherwise. So, I can say that I see both sides of the fence. I see the people who are upset, you know, not to mention some people are upset that Matt Kemp is even getting a 99 in a program. Like, 
the the Kirby Puckett, where's Kirby Puckett, where's Hank Aaron, where's Willie Mays crowd, they're going crazy right now. We still don't have Babe Ruth or Mickey Mantle. Like, we've got a lot of people who are missing, and I don't know how we're going to get them. They're still missing Ernie Banks. Like, there's a lot of guys that are still missing, and they're giving us, you know, milestone Matt Kemp, which is fun. As I've said, I think he's the best of the three right now. Just seemed a little weird. Um, but hey, who am I? I'm going to end up getting all three at some point. Pedro will probably be in my rotation for a little while. Kemp, as I said, in left field. George Brett I might give a run with. I don't know. I've really been hitting well with George uh, with David Ortiz at first right now, and Brett has secondary first base. And I can't see a scenario in which Chipper Jones leaves my lineup. He's just been too good. I've had him for so long, he's been too good. I don't know if I could take him out. But we'll see. And, like, George Brett's not really a bench bat. He doesn't have the pop. Like, I have Soto and Larry Walker on the bench, and those are my righty killers, and they're good at it. Um, But, hey, you know, to each their own. If you like this program, fantastic. I'm happy for you. Use the cards you like, and that's all that matters. Uh, Guys, we're going to take a quick break, as we always do, hear from our sponsors, and we're going to move right ahead and talk a little bit about the upcoming event. So first, it's Thrive Fantasy. It's always Thrive Fantasy. They're my first love. Uh, It's a daily fantasy sports app based around player props. Thrive Fantasy has eliminated the need to do countless hours of research like some of those other DFS apps because it only asks you about the top-tier athletes in a respective sport. To play MLB games on Thrive Fantasy, choose 5 out of the 10 player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on how likely it is to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points possible and you could win a share of the prize pool. If you're looking to play games and make money during the MLB season, use promo code the show the pod. That's promo code the show the pod when you sign up for Thrive Fantasy, and you'll receive an instant $20 bonus on your very first deposit of $20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or the Google Play Store, or you can go online to www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. Finally, Dugout Creative. Uh, just the best merch you'll you'll get as far as sports merch goes, content creation, streamer merch goes. The catalog of creators that they're making uh, shirts for. It's funny, they're creating shirts for the creators. Uh, it continues to grow. Ants dropped his first shirt, you know, friend of the show, Ants. Uh, it's actually a drawing made by Scan, um, and it's not, it's not... I mean, Scan, my friend, if you're listening, and I know you are, um, it's not the best drawing, dude, my, my buddy. Like, I, maybe we get art lessons, but... It is awesome. It is hysterical. It is such a cool shirt. I'm going to grab one. Um, and if you'd like to grab one, or if you'd like to grab Dimbu merch, or whoever else's merch, uh, coupon code KDJTV will get you 15% off at checkout. That's right, coupon code KDJTV at www.dugoutcreative.com gets you 15% off. Alrighty then, let's talk Tops Now event. The Tops Now event is the new event. Hopefully, it won't suck. Like the, what the fuck was it called? The Hard 90 event? It was terrible. Um, it's Tops Now players, which I think is a lot of fun. Those cards are really good. Uh, like, if you have all the Tops Now cards, you can make a banging lineup. Um, which, by the way, the journey to Super Fractor 96 overall Andrew Velasquez begins in this event. I love Andrew Velasquez. His card slaps. He will be Super Fractor at some point. Uh, but it's Tops Now players. You can also use Diamond and Gold Live Series players. So you're going to see a lot of Mike Trouts. Um, you can use Commons. I don't effing know why. Three inning games on All-Star. So it's going to be a home run derby. 
Um, rewards are two tops now cards. 98 Jose Altuve, 98 U Darvish. U Darvish might be okay. You know, he has some of the meta pitches. He's got some really good movement, some sneaky velo. I think his delivery is a little easy to pick up. Personally, I don't know if I would use him myself. However, with Pinpoint, he might be a he might be a god. So, you know, that's a good one to get. 98 Altuve, I'm not sure on. Altuve's really short. Newsflash. Um, he, he, but that just makes him hard to hit with. You know, I'm just starting to get used to hitting with Joe Morgan, who's now my second baseman, and he's short. And that took time. But Joe Morgan's got a really nice swing. I've never really loved Altuve's swing, personally. Um... But because he's a tops now card, he could be juiced. He's going to have like probably 110 contact at least on both sides, 90 power at least on both sides. He'll probably have high gold fielding, 80-something speed, 70-something speed, probably 70-something speed. Um, I don't know. He might slap. He might be a slappy little guy. I, can't, I don't mean to keep calling him little, but he might, he might be a slappy little player. Um, either way, play the event. So many people don't play the events. I know they suck and I know they're frustrating, but you get free shit and you get free parallel points or whatever we're going to call them to play these events. They are so worth your time. So worth your time. Right now, personally, I finished the BR program. I made World Series today. Holla fucking Luya, because this was the hardest ranked season of my life. I ended up playing my final game on Legend, and I made a guy pitching Verlander rage quick because I scored four runs in the first three innings. I have never been so cracked as I was today in my life. Today was an anomaly. I'm not this good normally. But I picked Justin Verlander myself, sidebar. But what, what I'm getting at is, you know, I finished the BR program. I finished the ranked season. I'm not going to play on Legend all the time. I need something to do. The event is that thing to do. The event is also a great way to warm up every day when you're first firing up the game. You know, one or two event games when they're three innings on All-Star can take like 30 minutes max, sometimes faster. It's just a good way to get your PCI down. Even if you, you know, play ranked on Hall of Fame or Legend, play a couple event games, get the swing down, hop into custom practice, dial the speeds up, and then you're good to go in ranked. People, play your events, please. Please, please, please. And if you get to the rewards fast enough, you sell them for hella stubs and then buy them back at the end of the event. Um, FYI. All right, so we're going to now talk about Player of the Month predictions. Um, I'm going to have to use the internet at the same time, so... Bear with me as I use the internet to find the things I need because I didn't plan ahead of time because I'm stupid. Um, all right, so this is not going to be perfect. I'm just doing MLB.com stats over the last 30 days, which is effectively August 1st to today. So that's, you know, it's pretty accurate. Um, we're not going to list the stats for every single fucking player under the sun. We're going to list the ones that in all likelihood, we'll get cards. So, like, for example, we're not going to talk about Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper's been phenomenal this month. Phenomenal. But he's probably the Phillies' finest. He's not going to get a high player of the month card right now. You know, we're not going to talk about Aaron Judge, who's been hitting the cover off the ball and has been super clutch, but he just got a high diamond. He's not going to get another one. Um, so let's just go through this list. We're going to do five pitchers and five hitters, and we'll see what SDS decides to do, because we all know they do whatever they want anyway. <laughs> we will start at the tippy-top. This is a lightning candidate, and it's all because he had a long home home stand at Coors Field. C.J. Crone. C.J. Crone 
in the past 30 days, hit 384, which is very uncrones like because he's not good. A 460 OBP. For those counting at home, a 1274 OPS, which is dumb. 10 homers, 33 RBIs, 12 walks, um, 20 strikeouts, which is actually not the worst considering his profile. Yeah. Seven doubles, 17 runs. Like the, the bad thing about Crone having such a good month is that people are going to complain about having too many first basemen again. I personally will not use CJ Crone. I like David Ortiz. As I mentioned, I might try George Brett there. Um, if he's max 125-125 against lefties, can he play his way onto my bench? Potentially. Um, but I don't know. You know, very great month. Phenomenal month. And if he's not the Lightning, he will probably be one of the next cards right before it, unless SDS decides to pull a, oh, he's going to be the Rockies' finest card. We're not going to give him to you right now. That's a possibility. I don't know if they'll do that, but it's certainly a possibility. Next up, Tyler Naquin. So Tyler Naquin is similar to his teammate Jesse Winker, Joey Votto, similar to Kyle Schwarber. Dude can't hit lefties at all. But this month he was on a tear. He was on a heater. In 80 at-bats, at least through recording tonight, 400 average, 473 OBP, 6 homers, 13 RBI. The 13 RBI doesn't matter. That's all dependent on who's in base in front of him. But the important thing is the 6 home runs, 9 doubles. So that's 15 extra base hits out of his 32 hits. That's huge. He had a heater of a month. He's a center fielder who's a very good fielder, but is also, I don't want to say very slow, but he's definitely not fast. He's like a mid-50s, low-60s type of speed, and you won't want to play that in the outfield, at least not right now. He, he's got a nice swing in this game, a super, super nice swing. He might be a fun bench bat to play with. He'll certainly be a great BR pick. But if they give Naquin a player of the month card, I don't foresee using it, like, seriously, in the outfield. Next up, as I go down the list here, um, you know, good, not great month, as we Harper and Judge. This is not just the Yankee homer in me, but hear me out here. Giancarlo Stanton was cracked this month. 319 average, 404 OBP, 8 homers, 21 RBI, 4 doubles. He was hot. I don't think they give him a card, though. He did just get a 96, but I wouldn't be surprised if they fucked around and gave him, like, a 92. So just keep that in mind. He's not going to count towards our five hitters in this discussion. I just want to throw that out there. Um, but who is going to count is Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro is an insane fielder with a nuts arm. So a little bit of offensive stats, and his card is a, a high 90. And that's exactly what we're probably going to get. 269 average and 321 OBP, good, not great. 10 homers, 21 RBIs, though, in 78 at-bats. That's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. He had 14 extra base hits of his 21 hits. 66, 67% of his hits in the past 30 days have been extra base hits. He smashes lefties. He's got high power against righties. His contact will never be great. But as I said, his fielding is so good, it could bump him up. A, a high 90s or even a mid-90s Hunter Renfro would be a ton of fun. Because his gold that they gave us for, was it in a BR program? Whatever, his like 80-something gold that they gave us, the flashback card, is one of my favorite BR picks to use. Um, I'd be excited for that if they gave us that. I might, I might fuck around with him. Uh, Salvador Perez has probably had the best month of any hitter not named C.J. Crone. He's had the best season 
offensively for a catcher probably ever. If not ever, damn close. But he's going to be the Royals' finest, so I don't see them giving him a card right now. Um, same with Jose Ramirez, unless they give, like, Emmanuel Classe. Um, we'll come back to him later. Here, Frank Schwindel. This is the type of name that SDS would fucking give us. So no, And that's no slight to Frank Schwindel. I know you're listening, Frank. Uh, five home runs, 17 RBI, 348 average this month. He's been one of the bright spots of this, like, new-look, young, scrappy Cubs team that's not good but, like, has guys playing for their futures, which is always exciting. Um, so, yeah, Frank Schwindel, be on the lookout for, like, a 94 overall first baseman who you've never heard of because that's going to be him. Lastly, let's see, who do I want to highlight here? That'd be a weird one. That'd be a weird one. All right, the other Lightning candidate. I was going to try to find another low-key one, but we'll just do the other Lightning. The other Lightning candidate is Dansby Swanson. I know he just got a tops now, so that's probably one of the old, um, only things excuse me, holding him back. But he hit 333 with a 388 OBP, five homers, 20 RBIs, five doubles, 31 hits. The dude's a machine. He's got a great swing, good defense. Dansby is probably the other hitter option for the Lightning card. Um, I'd like to talk about the pitchers now. We're not going to spend a ton of time on this because, generally speaking, they don't give us a ton of pitchers. And when they do, they're really not that usable. Um, let's do last 30. All right. Walker Bueller, disgusting, but he just got a Player of the Month card. Max Freed. He has a tops now, had a really good month. I don't know if they give us another one. This one they might do, though. Logan Webb, in six starts of the last 30 days, he's got a 1-4-1 ERA. That doesn't show up on a card, of course, but it, it highlights how effective he's been. 38.1 innings, that's very good. That's a high average uh, innings per start. Only 30 hits and seven walks, two hit badge, 9-39. So he's got a little more than a one whip. Only allowed three home runs. 41 strikeouts is more than a strikeout in an inning. You know, you probably want his strikeouts to be a little higher, but he's probably going to have a sinker cutter. I think Logan Webb is going to be a card we see. Maybe like a 93-94. Adam Wainwright. They might give us a mid-90s starter. Adam Wainwright. Six starts. 44 innings. He was going deep into games. 36 strikeouts, which is pretty good for where he's at in this stage of his career. A .8 whip. He was really good at limiting base runners and a 185 average against. Um, only allowed one homer. He's keeping the ball in the park, which, again, at his age with, I don't want to say diminished stuff, but definitely diminished velocity, that's incredibly important. Um, Adam Wainwright has got a, always going to have that sinker-cutter mix. He's got a really slow, accurate curveball. I don't know. He could be fun. He honestly could be. His his reliever card is, is fun to use, too. Um, Max Scherzer. If there's ever going to be a lightning pitcher, it should be Max Scherzer. Five inning, uh, five starts, rather. 29 innings, which doesn't seem like a lot, but he's got 41 strikeouts, and honestly, 29 innings over the course of a month, they're not going to give him 80 stamina. They're going to bump his stamina, obviously. Uh, but 41 strikeouts is great. He's been a revelation since he got to the Dodgers. I mean, everyone knew he was good, clearly. He's a Hall of First Ballot Hall of Fame pitcher, but he has even been even better than I think anyone thought. He's gone from Cy Young contender to, like, maybe one of the favorites. He's been incredible. Incredible. So if there's going to be a lightning, it might be Scherzer. Uh, the only other pitcher I'm going to highlight here 
you know, it, it's hard to predict when they give us a reliever or not because it's so volatile. But I will go with another starter, and it's Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray was fleeced, fleeced in the last roster update. He should have gone diamond. I, I was sitting on 75 or 100, somewhere in that ballpark shares of Robbie Ray. Because I thought it was a lock. And then even that start when the when the update period closed, that Wednesday before the update, he had, what, 14 Ks against one of the best offenses in baseball? He still didn't go diamond. Maybe this is his chance. This is his chance to get like a 96 or 97 overall starting pitcher card. In five starts in the last 30 days, 34 innings, 42 Ks, .8 whip, 192 average, only seven walks. That's the big thing with Robbie Ray. What's plagued him, plagued him over the years, is the amount of free passes he gives up. He used to walk so many batters. But listen to what I said. I said used to. He's been incredible at limiting base runners right now. Incredible at it. Maybe that's the one thing that's holding his live series back because they do use that quote-unquote three-year average. However, he has been lights out. Lights out. I would not be shocked if he gets a player of the month card. I don't know how good he'll be. I don't know what pitch mix they'll give him. But I think this is his chance to get a player of the month. And finally, put some respect on that man's name. Respect him, Ramon. And whoever else comes up with the updates. Um, But guys, that's it. That has been another episode of the show, the podcast. We covered a lot of bases today. Uh, As always with my predictions, please don't take them all that seriously because I am often wrong. However, it's just fun to kind of look at the stats and it kind of reminds you of who's having a stellar season, who's kind of sucking, uh, and things like that. So thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. I will be on Twitter updating people on when streams will be occurring. Um, And I hope to see you guys there. We have a great time on stream. We have a lot of fun. And uh, sometimes we hit some dingers. But thank you guys. If I don't see you in stream, you know what I'll do. I will talk to you all next week.